Welcome back to another episode of the Power Podcast. I'm your host, Glenn Power. Thanks for tuning in today. Tonight, we're going to talk about uh, WWE's Clash of Champions, which happened yesterday. This is the Clash of Champions 2016 review and rant. So let's jump right on into it. Now, the opening match was uh, the New Day, who are your tag team champions, versus the club. I still call them the club, Anderson and Gallows. Um, now, let's jump into this match. Now, really fast-paced match. Uh, the club came out really quick. They kind of dominated uh, Big E and uh, Kofi Kingston. Uh, they were just kind of throwing them around. They even kind of got a couple shots in on Xavier Woods on the outside. Um, the way this match was going, it was it would look like the club was primed to become your new tag team champions. It was that fast-paced. They were dominating. Uh, not a lot of offense on the New Day's uh, part, but uh, in the end... The New Day cheats. Xavier uh, takes advantage of a distracted ref and uh, what's he, what does he call his trumpet? Uh, Francine gives Anderson a good shot in the head and uh, the uh, New Day hits their finishing move at the midnight hour and it's all she wrote. I don't know what they're doing with the club. They're kind of burying them. Uh, they have them beating the guys when on non-tag matches or non-title matches and... Um, I don't know. It's just like they're burying them. They just need to. I think what they're going to do is, I, unfortunately, we're going to have to put up with the new day for another three or four months uh, for them. Or five months or six months, whatever it is, another half year for them to break Demolition's old record. And then we'll probably see new champions. But at this time, I don't, you know, other than Enzo and, uh, and Big Cass, who do they really have to uh, fight? They really don't have anybody. There's no tag teams in, on Raw. Uh, next up, we have the. Uh, uh, cruiserweight championship match and you have your champion tj perkins versus brian kendrick uh, who hasn't been in the wwe for about 10 years um i enjoyed the match a lot of people didn't like it i enjoyed it um it was very fast paced haven't really seen any cruiserweight matches in a long time uh, well especially since i've been back to watching wrestling in the past year um but back in the day uh back in the early 2000s we still had some cruiserweights we had ray mysterio and uh, whatnot. So we, we had cruiserweights back then, but now they're bringing them back and they've become part of the Raw brand. Uh, good match. Um, TJ Perkins uh, wins via submission with his, I call it, he has the opponent on their stomach and he's got him in a backwards figure four. Um, anyways, he wins, retains his title. Afterwards, Brian Kedrick shakes his hand and then uh, thinking all is good, then he gives uh, TJ Perkins a, a headbutt, knocks him down. So they've set up a uh, a future kind of build up to these two so they uh, we're going to see more matches from those guys and we're going to see more of the cruiserweight so that's going to be good um, next up we have the uh, best of seven with Sheamus and Cesaro so they were all tied up 3-3 we all kind of figured it was going to go to a pay-per-view which it did uh, not a bad match it's we've already seen six times already that's the past six weeks watching them go back and forth uh, good match now there's this one spot where I thought Cesaro broke his neck. Anybody that watched the pay-per-view saw him do his suicide dive out onto Sheamus, and he fell short. I don't know what he was trying to do, but he came straight down on his head. Like, his head, obviously, it indented the concrete, I'm almost certain of it. I know there's a padding there, but that padding ain't that thick. Uh, I don't care how what people say, oh, wrestling's fake. That guy came down head first on the ground after jumping six or seven feet in the air. Um, there's no way to, no matter what kind of padding you had, 
on the ground that's going to protect your skull from being smacked off the ground. Um, he continued on the match. Uh, then there was a spot where uh, Cesaro knocks Sheamus into the audience. Um, and then the referee comes over and the ringside doctors, and they call the match off and call it a draw. So it was a buildup of best of seven, which went nowhere. There was no payoff. There was no no deciding. Like, I don't know what, what would be the big deal if one of these guys lost a match. I don't know who booked that ending, but it wasn't that good. Now, on a side note, during this match, go back and watch it if you haven't seen it or if you have it recorded. Um, the... Or I guess if you have the WWE Network, you can go back and watch it whenever you want. Um, anyhow, when they close, when they clothesline, when uh, Sheamus gets clotheslined into the audience and Cesaro goes over with him, um, there's a fan. I think it's a fan or a security guard that barely got grazed by his arm by Sheamus, and he sold it like he got knocked the knocked the hell out. It was funny because it looked like a fan laying on the ground. And, and the trainers are paying attention to the two wrestlers and ignoring this random fan, who I think is a fan, could be a fan. Maybe it was security. The guy was sitting in his chair later on. But anyhow, I thought maybe this guy was a wrestler and he was going to jump on Cesaro or something. It was just too funny. There's a fan laying there. No, And all the reviews I've watched so far, nobody's mentioned this. I'm like, there's a dude laying on the ground beside Sheamus. I, <laughs> who the hell was the dude? Was he security? Was he uh, was he a fan? But anyways, it was just weird looking. Um, next up, we have Sami Zayn versus Jericho. Not a bad match. Uh, they didn't really... Uh, their build-up to this match was kind of silly, but anyhow, uh, it is what it is. But Jericho, you know what? The guy put on a hell of a show, and so did Sami Zayn. Um, but anyways, your winner, uh, Chris Jericho, when he hit Sami Zayn with the code breaker. It was an entertaining match. Um, I can't say it was the worst of the night, but it wasn't the best. It just, there was no payoff to it other than Jericho winning. Uh, and Sami Zayn kind of getting buried. So there was really no point to them even having a match. Their squabble was pointless and it didn't deserve pay-per-view. It could have been settled on television. Um, next up, you have the women's title. Uh, you have your uh, women's champion, Raw champion, uh, Charlotte versus hey, uh, Bailey and Sasha Banks. And Dana Brooke accompanies Charlotte to the ring. Uh, apparently now it's a three, it, well, it's a th we knew it was a three-way match, but apparently it was no disqualification now. I, what the hell? Uh, they make this crap up as they go along because they obviously needed Dana Brooke to interfere, which she did numerous times. Um, uh... Let's see. I don't. It was to me to be honest with you. The women's match was very, very well done. Uh, this, these three put on a great match. Like I'm, I've said it a hundred times before about some of the other wrestlers, like on SmackDown, the women's wrestlers. That there's about three of them that just don't. They're not ready for prime time. Well, these three ladies were ready for prime time, and uh, they, they put on a great. They put on a great show. It was really well done. Um, there was a couple botched spots, but nothing that I really bothered me. Like it was nothing. Uh, I think there was a little bit of nerves on Bailey's part, and uh, but there shouldn't be. This woman, she's been wrestling on NXT, and uh, uh, oh my goodness, she was on Battleground already. So being on a big pay-per-view is not a big deal. Um, anyways, there's a spot where Charlotte kicks Bailey, and she bumps into Sasha. Sasha falls out of the ring. Uh, 
And then Bailey turns around and gets another big kick in the face by Charlotte. And uh, Charlotte pins Bailey to retain her women's championship. So we're going to see these three still going at it, or we're going to see some Charlotte, and, uh, or sorry, some Bailey and um, Sasha matches coming up, probably to determine the number one contenders match. And what I want to see happen in the next bit is uh, Nia Jax, uh, who won her match in the pre-show against uh, Alicia Fox. I like to see Nia Jax insert herself to this women's division and say, I'm a contender, I'm coming for the belt. And I've said that before in my previous uh, podcasts. Um, next up, you got uh, Rusev, United States champion, versus Roman Reigns, the challenger. Um, kind of clunky match. These guys are a couple of big guys, and it just they didn't do any high-risk maneuvers or anything like that. And It was uh, more of a grounded match, very well, very grounded match, not a lot of big, big moves. Um, anyhow, there was a spot where Reigns hit the spear, I believe, and uh, Lana pulls the ref out. And so the ref, instead of canceling or disqualifying Roman Reigns, or disqualifying, sorry, disqualifying Rusev, he uh, bars her from ringside, kicks her to the curb, like, you're gone. So the match goes on. Uh, and uh, Roman gets out of the accolade when uh, Rusev hit, puts it on him, gets out of it. Uh, and anyways, he hits a second spear and gets the pin for the win. So your new United States champion, Roman Reigns. So we're going to see what's going to happen with that, because I imagine Rusev's going to get another shot at it. And uh, maybe we'll get, uh, I don't know what else, who else are going to have go after Roman Reigns. But Roman didn't get that booed that bad. Like when he first came out, they kind of popped, they kind of booed a little bit. Um, he's still not over with the fans. And I don't know what they can do with him. Now that they're kind of turning Seth Rollins uh, to a face, maybe they'll have to turn Roman Reigns a heel. I don't know. Um, there's just, uh, you know, there's only so many things that they, that they can do with the guys that they have. You don't want to have too many good and too many bad. You got to have, you got to have a nice even um, uh, plateau of both. So, uh, so next up is your main event, the Universal Title. Uh, your champion, uh, Kevin Owens, versus challenger Seth Rollins. Um, good match. Very good match. I enjoyed it thoroughly. It was very good. These guys are both good workers. Kevin Owens is a hell of a good worker. Uh, I, I think a lot of people online were expecting Seth Rollins to injure Kevin Owens. But like I said in my podcast before, I'm like, it's not so much the wrestlers as it is so much the move. And I know people disagree with me on that. But yeah, that turnbuckle powerbomb. Uh, is what has injured people, and um, yes, maybe Finn Balor did screw up when he turned and looked into it when he was falling. But the Sting one, I've rewatched it twice now. Sting didn't do nothing wrong. He just, and I don't know if some people are like, "Oh, Sting was old." Doesn't matter, old or not. A wrestler is a wrestler. When he's in the ring, he shouldn't get injured by a move. And I think that move just needs to go. So that's just my opinion. Um, now, yeah, so the match was good. Uh, there was a. Uh, Got towards the end of the match. There's a ref bump. Uh, Jericho comes out. He kind of interferes. Uh, then uh, Rollins does suicide dives onto Jericho and Owens. Um, and uh, there we go. The guys hit their finishing moves like back and forth. But there was a like, kickouts and everything else. It was like, pretty exciting. You got to watch it. It was really good. Um, anyways, uh, Seth hits the second pedigree on Owens. And Stephanie comes out and sends another ref down. Now the ref comes down. And then he kind of checks on the ref that already fell, that's already supposedly hurt 
from the ref bump earlier. And then Rollins like, hurry up, get in the ring. And then when Rollins turns around, Kevin Owens hits him with his pow- uh, uh, push-up power bomb and retains his title. So um, the show went eight minutes over time, which was kind of funny. I'm like, what am I watching an episode of Raw? They have three hours and they still go over time. Like there was, a, there was a lot of talking that I skipped through. I didn't want to hear it. I'm like, I want to see the wrestling. That's what I like about the pay-per-views is there's not that much talking. It's just matches. You've already had your Raw and your SmackDowns to build up uh, what's going to be happening. You don't need to be on the pay-per-view to continue building up talking. There's just no need for it. And I'm glad my wife taught me the, the thing, how to record a extra time on each show. Otherwise I would have missed the end of the, uh, the title match. Just dumb, dumb, makes me mad. So, um, anyhow, uh, good pay-per-view, uh, pay-per-view overall. I really enjoyed it. Uh, the one thing I just want to mention was that, uh, I think everybody was expecting Triple H to show up, but I'm like, are we not going to, in the main event, are we not going to mention Triple H anymore? Like, he kind of helped Kevin, well, he helped Kevin Owens get his title. Are we not going to get an explanation? Because all Kevin Owens just kept saying every all the time is like, I'm, I'm Triple H's new golden boy. Well, we need, why, why did he turn on Seth Rollins? Are we going to get a Seth Rollins-Triple H match down the road? A lot of answers to questions that, you know, haven't been asked. I don't know. Anyhow, overall, good pay-per-view. If you like my review, subscribe to me or follow me on SoundCloud. If, uh, if you're looking for my older videos, uh, there's a link to the right uh, in my description. Or not my description. Off to the right, it has my, all my channels and everything. There's the Power, Podcasts, pa- uh, the Power Podcast. Click that link. It'll take you to my previous uh, podcast. You only get three hours for free on SoundCloud. I'm not paying to get extra time, so... As my time runs out, I just move them to um, my YouTube channel. And if you're on Twitter, please follow me at at GlennPower72. So thanks for listening. Until next time, take care.